Hello listeners and welcome to State of the Union, your weekly breakdown of all things Scottish independence. My name is Stephen Payton and I'll be your guide this evening. The date is Friday the 5th of March. Let's get into it. And kicking things off this week, we've had a couple of polls. Though unfortunately, one of these latest surveys does bring the phenomenal streak of 22 consecutive polls showing Indy to be the majority position in Scotland to an end. Instead, the latest Sunday Mail outing found that it's an even split. 50-50, with don't knows removed. Though that was followed by a Savanta Comrades poll showing yes with a 7 point lead over no. So this may be more down to methodology than anything else. Servation ran the Sunday Mail poll and their last survey back in January put support for independence on 51% once undecided voters were removed, a bit below other posters. So there's not much of a difference and different methodologies amongst posters is one of the reasons we can sometimes see quite distinct results. That being said, polling consultant Mark Diffley has stated that there were a few signs in recent polling that the SNP and Yes movement are taking a hit, citing the salmon issue and COVID handling as potential reasons for the small drop. Looking at the latest poll however from Savanta Comrades, there are some other really interesting results. The poll showed the highest level of support for Welsh independence ever recorded, alongside data showing that 43% of people in Northern Ireland would vote to reunify with the Republic. The Union is on a sugary peg, and it's only getting sugarier. As for the upcoming Holyrood election, the SNP still appear to be on track for a majority, with the Scottish Greens also increasing their seat count to a record number. The Scottish Tories may also fall behind Scottish Labour to become the third party in the Scottish Parliament. But if you were worried about the current state of the union, don't worry anymore. Boris Johnson has a red, white and blue plan to get the UK back in track. Stick a flag on it. That's it. Stick a flag on it. As part of Westminster's plan to start sticking its boot into devolved areas and bypassing the Scottish Parliament, the Tories plan to start giving some funding directly to councils and other local bodies, including community centres, local parks and shared spaces projects, according to the Telegraph. And of course, that money doesn't come without some caveats. Out with the fact that this is entirely disrespectful to the devolution settlement which I guess isn't surprising, given the Conservative Party's utter disdain for the Scottish Parliament. Any project that receives this funding will likely need to display a big union jack under the current plans. As one Tory minister said, we want people in Scotland to see where the butter comes from. Honestly, you'd think that Scots weren't paying their own taxes or something. The SNP's Alison Thills had a good point to make in this regard, saying Westminster control means cuts to Scotland, not cash. The last time the Tories had control of local spending in Scotland, they diverted funds to their own seats in the South East. As recent events have shown us since Boris Johnson's botched Brexit agreement, Tory promises mean nothing. The Scottish Parliament were promised more powers, but they have no intention of doing so. Instead, they plan to do the opposite. This, of course, is the result of the controversial UK internal markets bill that runs roughshod over the autonomy of Scotland. The Tories seem to have two means of attacking independence now. One involves overreaching and slapping union flags where nobody wants them, and the other is just pretending that nobody wants a second referendum. 
This week, the Prime Minister said that NDF2 was uncalled for and unnecessary. I've got a big pile of polls that say otherwise, Boris. Regardless, if a pro-independence majority is returned in May to Holyrood, it'll be impossible to continue this head-in-the-sand approach. So, tick-tock, Boris. And speaking of plans to avert a future referendum, the Liberal Democrats have popped up with a plan for a, a federal UK just ahead of the election. Having seemingly sat back and done very little for the past five years, the party have now sprung into action to save the United Kingdom. I will say this for them. They do at least acknowledge that the UK government is in the midst of a power grab and claim that their bill would stop it. But it wouldn't. As we've said in the past, the UK government is just not interested in a federal Britain. Nor for that matter is England, which would ultimately be the decider. It's a non-starter. Also this week, the results of the Scottish Labour leadership contest are in. And the winner is Anas Sarwar. How long will this leader last? I wonder. With Sarwar's election, any hope that Scottish Labour would deviate from the disastrous course it has set for itself has disappeared. At least Monica Lennon was open to Scottish Labour becoming a separate party, and she had a democratic approach to independence in that she recognised a vote should go ahead even if she planned to vote no. With Sarwar, we're back to the same, now it's not the time rhetoric. In fact, Sarwar's leadership is already kind of off to a rocky start. The Glasgow MSP was accused of getting ready to jump into bed with the Tories just two days after he became the new Scottish Labour leader. Sarwar came out to back a group of councillors who were suspended until 2022 for forming a coalition with the Conservatives. He actually went on to the BBC to say the so-called Aberdeen Nine were doing a good job and that their suspension is far from acceptable. So, tag-teaming the Tories is easily within Sarwar's comfort zone, it seems. Kind of like George Galloway, who is trying so hard to make a comeback that he announced this week that he'd be voting Tory to stop the SNP. Galloway had previously said he'd rather poke his eyes out before he voted Tory, so I assume we'll soon see him wandering around without those eyes of his, presumably next to the ditch that Boris Johnson is lying in. And finally this week, if you're looking to take your social media game to the next level, Believe in Scotland have the artwork for you. The indie group are publishing a new gallery of images for use by indie activists online, and presumably offline if you wanted to print them out. The art comes from the excellent Stuart Bremner, who made the famous Vote Yes poster during the last referendum. Uh, the posters are free to use, with Gaelic and Scots versions in the works. You can find them all over on the Believe in Scotland website. That does, however, bring us to an end this week. So, with all that said, where does that leave the State of the Union? Falling apart quicker than that dress that I ordered off of Wish. See you again next Friday. <laughs> <laughs>